High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Welcome back to the campus of the University of Notre Dame. High Noon is here and uh, it's going to be high three o'clock rather than high noon on Saturday when I'll take on the All Blacks. But uh, we're here, courtesy of Erlingus and Avis Rentacar and the Doyle Collection. Text me on 53106 or indeed find me on Twitter at G Hook. Now, um, we've got uh, more texts coming in on that extraordinary mayoress at Band. Um, Andy Warren says, what an impressive politician and what an outstanding answer to your Trump question. Super speaker, great mater- presidential material, says another. Where did you say that last gentleman was mayor of, please, says Maria? South Bend, Indiana, the home, of course, of the University of Notre Dame. And uh, give that man a job, says Owen in Dublin. Uh, the podcast, if you missed it, is going up on Newstalk.com as we speak. So that'll be there for you. Now, back at base is Bill Hughes with an essential song for me. I hope it's one I like now, Bill. Well, it's very hard to know with you, George, but I'm very jealous of you being off in the States. And I suppose you were like me wishing you were in Chicago last night to have those fabulous celebrations for the Cubs. <laughs> or, or would you have, have liked to be there? You pre- prefer uh, to be in South Bend, I suppose. No, I think baseball is even slower than cricket, which is saying something. So I couldn't possibly watch baseball. <laughs> I didn't fun. see a pitch of the entire World Series. Oh, well, there you go. Well, uh, this week, essential song, I suppose, really essential artist. We're acknowledging the phenomenon that was the Beatles. And uh, as it happens, this is the 50th anniversary of the release of the album Revolver, which was so influential on so many artists. But this weekend, this coming Saturday at the Workmen's Club in Dublin, uh, the Dublin Beatles Festival are having a Beatles Day and uh, the tickets are still going for sale. So I think if people can make their way along to the Workmen's Club, there'll be a lot to enjoy. But to take us to songs, I suppose when you're talking about the Beatles, you should start at the very beginning. And at the very beginning, their very first hit was Love Me Do. Now, do you remember Love Me Do, George? Can I say it's probably uh, the only Beatles song I like. Really? Uh, give me, yeah, give me a year. <laughs> and what there's probably a reason. Well, it was released on the 5th of October 1962. Yeah, and it right. peaked at number 17 when it was having its first release. The Beatles got together in 1960. As it happened, one day while Paul McCartney was mitching off school, playing truant, as the posh people would say, he wrote the outline for the song Love Me Do. And it was only later when he got together with McCartney, that, or with uh, Lennon, that they completed the song Love Me Do. And when they released it as the Beatles, um, and I, I'm laughing because I think it's a 16-year-old boy writing the song. And in many ways, you're a 16-year-old boy, George, you know. That's your, uh, mm. that's your thing. So, so will we call in the song? Well, just before you do, 1962, I've just come back from England where I was over trying to put money together to go to college. I've just started in college. I'm 21 and I heard Love Me Do and I loved it. So give me a blast. Thank you. 
a great one, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I. Uh, but if they had kept making songs like that, I would have stayed listening to them. It's when they got all trendy and clever and smart well, and, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, let me move you forward one year, October 1963. The following year, uh, they had a song called I Want to Hold Your Hand. And the reason I've chosen I Want to Hold Your Hand, uh, which, by the way, their fortunes had changed. There was an, a, a one million advance orders for that song. Um, but I Want to Hold Your Hand was the song that broke the Beatles in America because it's the song they famously uh, played on the Ed Sullivan show. Now, they were enjoying so much success in the UK and uh, so much success around the world except America. And the record company had decided they weren't actually going to release them in America. So Brian Epstein had to strike a deal and get some advance money and say, listen, we're going to promote this. And so they went on the Ed Sullivan show and it became Bedlam. 10,000 copies an hour were sold in New York alone. The, the record just went completely yeah. bananas and did go to number one. But until but, then, but the see, record company it. hadn't supported them. I, I, I want to hold your hand. It's a great song. It's a great oh, song. But I liked it, you see. But then they got, I go back to all I told you, they got all pretentious and John started, you know, sleeping in the cover letter with, with uh, what's her Yoko name? Yoko Ono. Chinese, Yoko Japanese. He was going, <laughs> and, and he was going to fix world peace. And then McCartney was writing strange songs. Like they were brilliant when they used to blast it out. Like they didn't have another one. Uh, but the later stuff is genius. The later stuff, in my opinion, no, like no, oh yeah, no, Abbey no. Road and Sergeant Pepper's no. and oh good no. God, A Day in the Life and something in the no. way she moves. They're fantastic songs. And then they even went on to win the Oscar for Let It Be, which is from uh, Abbey Road. Uh, but they're 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 geniuses and they're still regarded as geniuses. Right. Sadly, you know, they started in 1960, they finished in 1970, and John Lennon was murdered in 1980. So they had this thing about decades for some reason but I want to hold your hand Ed Sullivan wow well I'm stretching my hand across the Atlantic to hold Bill Hughes's hand as we listen to the fabulous Beatles as they were then in I want to hold your I wanna hold your hand when they when they really were true I think to the Liverpool upbringing the cavern and all that kind of stuff here it comes
Well, uh, there's the Beatles. I want to hold your hand from 1963. Um, they, but, like, they're brilliant. It's, it's, it, there's an energy, Bill Hughes, about it. it there certainly the is an energy. It was so good. <laughs> and you know when they're singing, I can't hide, I can't hide. Funnily enough, Bob Dylan thought they were singing, I get high, I get high. And he was surprised when he met them and found out that none of them had actually smoked marijuana at that stage. He thought that was the big story. But Bob Dylan was so impressed by the Beatles, he said they were doing things nobody was doing. Their chords were outrageous, just outrageous. Their harmonies made it all valid. And, you know, that year it was nominated for the Grammy for Best Song, but it was beaten. It was beaten for Best Song by Astro. Gilberto and Stan Getz, the girl from Ipanema, beat them for the for the Grammy. But uh, now hold yeah. on, now hold yeah. on. Don't dismiss Stan Getz and oh no, they're and, geniuses. Uh, it, 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 I love that song. Get, yeah, yeah, I love that's a great song. The girl from Ipanema, tall and tan and young and lovely. The girl from Ipanema comes walking. But just that's so right. you know, just before John Lennon was was uh, so brutally shot, uh, he gave an interview to Playboy, and in that he talked about the writing process with him and McCartney, and he said, "We wrote a lot of stuff together, one on one, eyeball to eyeball." In "I Want to Hold Your Hand," I remember we got the chord that made the song. We were in Jane Asher's house downstairs in the cellar and Paul hits this chord and I turn to him and I say that's it I said do that again and in those days we really used to absolutely write like that both playing into each other's noses like that's how they wrote and the the tightness of it all that's exciting to know Ah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know me. And the interesting thing, this week, uh, earlier on the week, I interviewed uh, Paul Howard because he's got this book that he spent a lifetime on about Tara Brown, who was a friend of the Beatles. And and they that that song, I read it in the news, oh boy, remember that? Oh, that's from Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah, that's from Sgt. Pepper's. I read the news today, oh boy, about a, a, a lucky man who made the grade. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Crowd of people stood and stared. Yes, that's the one. But great lyrics. And um, now at that stage, they were experimenting with LSD. They had gone off to India. They had met the Maharishi. They were going for inner change and inner peace. And I suppose that was when you, when they lost you, they lost George Hook as a fan. Yeah. Yeah. But that's when they gained me, I have to say, because I thought they were uh, really starting to experiment and not just writing the, the easier songs of it. I, I like the less accessible stuff but I would wouldn't I that's what you'd say you, you would <laughs> absolutely and uh, alright and uh, if the chap uh, we had a guy on earlier the mayor of South Bend he was brilliant if, uh, yeah John Dublin says if he came here he would be running back home within a month just <laughs> think SDGRA and the water protest for starters well uh, thanks, Bill, and uh, do take care. Talking to you next week with more on uh, Essential Songs. If you go to Spotify, of course, George Hook, Essential Songs, all Bill songs are there for you to stream.